for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 363 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, we took off last week. I had to think week. about my name for a minute and I almost forgot about it. Yeah, me too. That happens sometimes. We took off last week and I'm here to tell you guys, we're limping across the finish line bringing this one to you this week. You boys are both beat down pretty bad this week. Man. Whoa. Tough times over in Blue Harvestville, my dude. Whoa. We taking the punches. We are. Jab, we jab, are. hook. Boy, howdy. 22 can suck a big old bag of butts. I don't know. <laughs> I like the alliteration. Big old bag of butts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, listen. You guys should go to blueharvest.rocks. That's, that's our site that our buddy Sean Hoffman made for us. It's got link to all. Which is kick-ass. Yeah, it's very kick-ass. It's got links to all our social media, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Also has a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast, where if you feel like supporting the show, this goofy shit, go for it. We we would appreciate it. You get all kinds of bonus shows. I promise you, we got a cooking with Will, and oh no, it's all solo. We got stuff coming, but these last two weeks... Have been a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like wave on wave. Yeah. We got it coming, guys. I promise. Thank you to all our patrons. You guys are the best. If you want to be the best yeah, thank like Thank you them, for hanging in there and listening. <laughs> if you want to be the best like them, uh, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Buddy, buddy, buddy. And from what I understand, our price is fairly cheap as far as some other people charge. Like, there are some exorbitant Patreons out there. Well, yeah, but they they also come with like you know, higher level perks and stuff. I don't know. Man. That's true. I guess, you know, if we know. were doing super awesome digital art, we could charge more. Or like showing but the butthole. I ain't a digital artist. And I ain't the type of guy to show my butthole on the internet. At least yeah. physically. Figuratively, I show my butthole See, once to twice. The audience week. would change. <laughs> yeah. It would be less about the Star Wars and, and it would more be about more the about the Haw's butthole. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen it and it's pretty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Chef's kiss. It's like a cute little starfish. 
We're going to restart this episode, my dear. <laughs> you know, my mom listens to this now, right? You know, Barbara Burkhart, you know? Yeah, oh, she, I know. She listens to the show now. In fact, she texted me and she said, is there going to be a podcast this week? And I said, yep. And she said, good. I missed having one last week. I said, God damn. Aww. Listen to this. Hey, mama missed your podcast last week. That's sweet. <sighs> Will was joking. That's sweet. Mom. I didn't mean that as a as a a dig. Oh, it was very sweet. I can't. I don't think I can get my mom to listen to the podcast. Of course, my mom would probably be vastly disappointed in my language. Yeah, yeah. I you know, your parents are a little more chill. You know, my parents my, are my pretty parent, laid back. Where my parents are pretty PG, your parents are a little more PG thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, a little PG, little PG thirteen, little R, depending on how many mojitos <laughs> my mom has had. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if she's in that phase anymore, but my mom used to love a damn mo- mojito. Me and well, your, your dad having your a parents, mojito. They're so much damn fun. They like are. your mom and dad are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They're just fun to be around. You know, they're very passionate and fiery. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about passionate and fiery with my dad, but my dad's very laid back. And if you can, your dad's uh, passionate, but not. It's a smolder. It's a very slow right. burn. Like if you can connect with my dad on one of his interests, which is easy for me to do because surprise, surprise, me and my dad have a lot of similar interests. I wouldn't say they all line mm-hmm. up. Um, you can have a a good time. My dad's got some fascinating thoughts about his personal interests. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a kid, he used to tell me, "You know what they should do." They should uh, do a Star Wars and a Star Trek crossover. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's crazy. And he was like, yeah, the Star Wars universe wouldn't know what to do if the, the Enterprise rolled up. And I was like, mm. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, let's not get too hasty here, paps. Let's not get too hasty. <laughs> let's let that Enterprise run across the Star Destroyer and we'll see what happens. Um, so before we jump in to the star wars because we got we got a little bit of news this week it's disney plus day and boy howdy was as as exciting as the last one uh uh oh i wanted to talk about that goddamn lord of the rings show my dude it's, oh yeah i really spoilers like for it. anyone that mm-hmm. has not watched the first two episodes We're not gonna... of the amazon show mm-hmm. uh uh, ring of power rings of power we're not gonna do um we're not gonna do spo- you know what we should do i just came up with this on the spot we should do okay. um me and you when we have the free time we should uh do the uh do a couple of like patreon bonus shows talking about oh, rings yeah of power. we should do the rings of power bonus show and then the game of thrones prequel ro- bonus show yeah maybe we could get steve to do the game of thrones one with us oh that would be good that'd be fun okay all right sorry sorry to put fucking behind the scenes material on as i there. say you want a window you want a window and how <laughs> yeah. the sausage is made like i know like uh, we're both busy guys so maybe we do two episodes for rings of power i think it's going to be eight episodes so we'll do one for the first four and one for the second four that would be good yeah I'm, but so since we're not doing spoilers i'll speak very broadly i'm really enjoying it man it is clear that they put some goddamn money in that show, man. It looks incredible. It, and like, it really listen, does. Listen, I am no fan of Jeffrey Bezos. You know, I'm not a fucking Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk fanboy, but 
at least Jeffrey Bezos is, is playing some role in me getting an incredible fucking Lord of the Rings show so far. It's real good. Right. <laughs> right. It is. I really enjoy it. I, uh, I like that it feels new. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It feels like something I have not seen before. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't feel like kind of a methodical slog through an encyclopedia backstory either. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. it's it's just the right amount. You know what I mean? Dialogue, mm-hmm. lore, you know, action. Like everything is going at a great pace. All the story arcs are working really well. Yep. I like that my mind is like, okay, who's this guy? Okay, who's this guy going to be? Okay, well, who is this? Who is this? Like, you so, know, of the characters I know. I would say this, that I, I, and the, what was funny about it was, I guess I watched like the first three-fourths of the first episode and thought I see, had seen the whole thing, and Will and I were talking about it, and I was busting out some theories to him on the Xbox headset, and he was being a little cagey. And I thought he was just like not trying to give me spoilers for the second episode. And then yesterday evening, I decide, to, oh, I want to watch the second episode of that. And come to find out, I still got like 20 minutes left in the first one. I think some of what I consider or what I'm, I'm theorizing are going to be some of their quote unquote big reveals are pretty obvious, right? Like, <laughs> but... It's still well done. It's not in a way that I think takes away from it, but it's it's like, oh, okay, well, I know where this mm-hmm. is going and stuff like that. But it's it's really yeah. good. Like the the one thing I'll say is anytime I watch anything Lord of the Rings related, engage in any Lord of the Rings um related media, it makes me the tiniest bit bummed out because my grandfather, PG Burkhart, Barbara Burkhart's dad who we called Pap, Pap Pap, mm-hmm. loved Lord of the Rings. Oh, he, wow. my grandfather, is who got me into fantasy, right? My yeah. dad is the one who introduced me to sci-fi. My grandfather introduced me to fantasy. And his big That's thing so cool. was Lord of the Rings. Like when I was a kid, before I could read, I remember sitting on his lap and him telling me about Bilbo and Schmaug. And, you know, like basically telling me the story of The Hobbit. Um, And then the first Lord of the Rings movie released um, in December of 2021, right? Which was like my um, freshman year in college at Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And instead of going to the midnight release with all my college buddies, I waited till the next day and me and my grandfather went to see it. And it was one of the most stoked i ever remember seeing him about a movie he was like it was perfect oh man it was everything it could have been and like he was so stoked afterwards and then like to bring the bummer part of it he passed away like six months later so he never got to see the other two movies and so like there's always just Uh, this twinge of like a little bit of bummed out but i I bet you he would dig this show man because he loved oh you know he would he loved the backstory Uh, that's probably from what i remember from some of your stories, like he was an EverQuest god too, right? Wasn't he? He was like a, a lore master. He would like write down maps and notes and stuff if, on paper and shit. If you go into my grandmother's house right now, his computer desk, it, it was this real nice like carved wood computer desk that had a glass panel on top of it to protect the wood. And underneath uh-huh. that glass are a ton of little handwritten notes about EverQuest from my grandfather. He was a big EverQuest guy. 
that was see that was that was so he got me in the lord of the rings i ended up getting mm -hmm. him into video games which was cool oh wow because dude your granddad was the shit he was um when i was a real young kid like with the nintendo and stuff i remember him talking a little little trash about video games being like oh they're a waste of time i don't see what the appeal is and then one day i started playing a game called the realm the realm was the very first mmo i ever played it was made by sierra online and i would play it over at my grandparents house they had a computer that could run it and i didn't want have one at home yet so like mm -hmm. we amanda and i used to go over to their house every day after school my grandfather would pick us up from school We'd go hang out until my mom or my dad got off work and they'd come pick us up. And so I would be sitting there playing this game, The Realm Online. It's an MMO. Uh, pre, like you're ta I'm talking a couple of years since before EverQuest, um, even before like Ultima Online. One of, if not the first, graphical MMOs. Very early, at least. Um, mm -hmm. And he would just sit there like... It, it, you could tell it fascinated him because so, he would come in there and ask me questions and be like, oh, you can be a wizard? Oh, fight that troll. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then one day I come That's home. That's really cool. <clears throat> one day he comes to pick us up from school and he was like, I decided to make a realm character today. And I was like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, it's pretty fun. I stayed up all night playing it. And I was like, they got, we no. got him. Boys, we got him. And We yeah, got man, him. He loved the realm. He loved EverQuest. He loved Diablo, the original two oh Diablo games. He was a big fan of both of those. Loved fantasy. So those kind of fantasy PC games really hit uh, the sweet spot for him. I know for a fact he would have loved World of Warcraft. He That would have been what he moved on to. Um, yeah. He'd still be there right now if you're still around. Mm -hmm. Yep, and and I and probably, he would be like an OG guild lord or something like that. Dude, I'm telling you, my granddad was kitted out in EverQuest. Like, oh my goodness! And and it, it, so me and my grandfather move over to EverQuest after a couple of years playing the realm, and then that spreads, and my uncle Dennis starts playing, and my uncle Kenny starts playing. Kenny Lenny, my uncle Lenny starts playing. <laughs> Kenny's the name of a dude with a dick tattoo, but. <laughs> That's enough about that. Um, yeah. So we would we would be like having family dinner and the four of us mega nerds would be sitting there talking about EverQuest strategies and different builds and stuff. It was a good time. It was a good time. It sounds like a lot of fun. See, I got some fucking wholesome ass stories in me too. It's not all yeah. Boy Scouts blowing up pieces of doo-doo at summer camp. and. I, don't, I mean, that might not be wholesome, but that's funny as shit. I don't dig in my dupe. Funny as shit, dude. I still crack up in in real life just every day thinking about I don't dig in my dupe. That is a good like, story. That shit cracks me up, dude. It cracks me up. So yeah, this one's for Pap Pap. He would hate this show, by the way, because he. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. There's one thing that my grandfather didn't dig, which clearly didn't rub off on me, and that was cursing. Not a dude oh. that liked cursing. Like I remember. Like if we, I remember watching Highlander with my grandfather, right? Because he was down. He was down to watch any movie that I would rent. So he watched all the Highlanders, all the Star Wars movies. He went to see uh, uh, the Phantom Menace with me um, on one of my many times going to see it. And That's cool because I was scared you're going to tell me the one thing he didn't like was Star Wars. Nope, he and, liked Star uh, Wars. Like, oh. It didn't quite do it for him like fantasy did. You know, like he was definitely right. more excited to see. Fellowship of the Ring than the Phantom Menace. 
I think a lot of people were at that point, but that's besides the point. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I remember watching Highlander and afterwards he he was he was like it was a really good movie, but I could have done without the language. And I was like, "All right." So yeah, he was he was duly noted. Um I have some funny I have some funny stories about my grandfather. I could tell one day, but we can't turn this into a whole whole podcast about my grandfather just yet. Bruh, I got nothing but time. So we got to talk about Star Wars at some point. But uh, all of this to say, oh, yeah. The Rings of Power is really good. And, uh, like, it's interesting. Not in, like, a, oh, this is cool and interesting. But it's interesting to see the Lord of the Rings fandom go through the shit that other big fandoms have gone through. Just a little oh, delayed yeah. because there hasn't been anything new, right? The reason right. we're getting to see all the shitheads poke their heads out about Star Wars or Marvel or DC or whatever, Star Trek, whatever the fuck it is. That they they're, as they're getting all yeah pissed as off the media companies about. turn out these new products right you know, so yeah they come under heat as they come out right right there's always got to be from some, the troll sector yeah some hate clickbait going on right and this Lord of the Rings has been dormant for a little while right it, I wouldn't say there's really been anything big since the Hobbit movies right you right right <laughs> so it's interesting to see it get the uh, fucking idiot YouTuber ire in social media ire right now because it's good which i think is so ridiculous mm -hmm. i mean so ridiculous and so unnecessary it was really nice to see um uh all the the actors that played the hobbits uh you know frodo sam mary and pippin the actors that played them all had like a shirt on uh -huh. that had the elvish language that said i think all are welcome here mm -hmm. and then it had ears of different colors like you know yeah. human dwarven elven ears of different colors i thought that was really cool i liked it a lot i yeah man i it's uh, always cool when someone in the fandom stands up for you know someone else to the franchise you know yeah, basically I mean, saying i mean you got a fucking goonie and uh uh you got a goonie and a lost alumni among that group greatness is is just a hat man you what can what else can you say i mean you know the other two guys are great too but you got a goonie and a lost alumni amongst the 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 four hobbits from the original trilogy. My first memory of Elijah Wood is the Flipper movie. They did a Flipper movie in the '90s where he was like the kid in the Flipper movie. Huh. I, I'm sure I know he was. He I definitely know him from other stuff besides Lord of the Rings, but I can't think of anything pre Lord of the Rings. Maybe that movie North. He, was he North? Is he? Is he in a movie where this dude's got a messed up face and his mom falls in love with the dude with the messed up face? Is it Kevin Spacey or some shit? Oof. I'm uh, reaching back into the 90s, but that, that, that movie. I don't know, man. That Kevin Spacey filmography a bit tainted, and that's an understatement. <laughs> got some cobwebs on <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, he said taint. <laughs> Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> so it's Disney Plus Day. And uh, I think this weekend is D23. I'm going to tell you right now how I'm approaching it. Low expectations, my dude. And so far, they've been sort of met. Um, I don't think there was well, any. It's So I, I'll say this. I don't think it's like every other thing, every other Disney property got big announcements today and Star Wars didn't. It just seemed kind of, I mean, I didn't do a lot of research into it, but it didn't seem like. It was a huge day all around. I imagine there'll mm -hmm. be some announcements uh, 
at D23, probably Marvel related. They got some stuff in the fucking Instapot stewing. Um, right. But I, I'm going in low expectations for Star Wars. Low as far as releases. There is, we talked about it. There's also that Disney game showcase. I think it's on the 9th tomorrow. We might get some kind of Star Wars game news, but I really don't think so. Maybe there'll be some, um, I guess there could potentially be some um, Jedi Survivor gameplay or another trailer. I was going to say, the next Fallen Order, which I forgot is called Survivor. Mm -hmm. Like I'm expecting that sometime soon. Yeah, I think that's going to probably be out within the next six to eight months. So it wouldn't surprise me if we got something from that. But any of these other projects are so far out that I doubt there's going to be much of anything to show. Um, They might put together a compilation teaser of all the stuff coming. They could. They could do that. Um, I guess Um, it's also possible that we might see something about that Indiana Jones game that's in the works. Um, But I don't know. I... uh, I'm just going, like I said, low expectations. Maybe I get surprised. You know what I mean? Maybe I jump in and I'm like, holy shit. What a day. They announced Book of Boba Fett season two. Watch that. Watch that. The, the Kathleen Kennedy was just writing on her yellow legal pad, the, the plans for D23. And she just wrote Book of Boba Fett season two, question mark. And as I spoke that into existence, she erased it. She said, nah, tell Tamora nah. to stay in New Zealand for a couple more days. He's doing a gig with his band. Um, so one thing they did do today, <clears throat> which was pretty awesome. So like we can't act like we came out completely empty-handed as they put up a Andor sneak peek on Disney+. Plus. Did you get a chance to watch that? I did. Yeah. I did. I watched it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, It was pretty cool. Um, I'm getting real excited. Deep, well... As much as as much, as much excitement as I've been able to muster in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, at least I'm getting excited about Andor. Each little piece <clears throat> that we see more, like I get a better and better feeling about this. This is going to be like uh, right? real it looks serious. better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like every little snippet I get, every little piece of footage, like it seems like these heavyweight actors are acting their ass off to this story that has got serious stakes. You know, um, it just, the, the level of polish on this, mm-hmm. uh, um, <clears throat> this piece, I guess just feels so much. And maybe it's because it was kind of in a sweet spot of filming, you know, kind of after, I don't, you know, I don't know what COVID restrictions are like on a movie film set, but I know at one point they were extreme. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know where the recording of this falls, but I know that, um, what was the last series that we were, Book oh, Kenobi. Book. I know Kenobi, oh, Kenobi yeah. went through some, some, some trouble, you know, with just adapting to the filming schedule of the new reality of the situation well, they were in. So, and I don't think that hurt the series at all, but I feel like, you know. Not having to deal with that, I can only imagine how much more energy and polish you can put into the well, product. Well, that's the thing. They did. Andor started film, has been filming way longer, filmed for way longer than Obi-Wan. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's it's 12 episodes, right? Yeah, 12 episodes, right? 12? 12 episodes, yep. I think it's 12. It's a lot more episodes, and they didn't do as much, well, I, I guess any volume stuff is what they were saying. Um, okay. 
So yeah, it, it took them a lot longer. And there was, <clears throat> I want to say, um, I have this vague memory of reading like a story about sort of the trouble, the COVID related troubles on side of Andor, but I can't recall it. So I don't even want to like try to fill in the blanks and say something stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah, that sneak peek, I mean, it just further reinforced and we're only two weeks away. Two weeks from now, we'll have seen the first three episodes of Andor and we'll be talking about them. I got to get some guests lined up for some of those, I guess. I haven't even that would be cool. begun to start thinking about putting that together. Ooh, a lot going on. Um, the other thing that released today that I didn't have a chance to watch, we'll, Will and I will both watch it and talk about it next week, is the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, which is the... Um, oh, is that like the making of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the making Behind of. Behind the scenes. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely watch that before next week and talk about it. I just didn't have a chance. Um, I tell you, one thing Liam was excited to watch today was Pinocchio. That came out on Disney Plus Day. And did Liam you watch it? To watch. Yeah, yeah, I did. How was it? It was all right. Do they have like it the is... scenes where like Pinocchio's smoking on stogies and drinking beer and shit? I remember that from the cartoon. Admittedly, you know, I did see him with the big thing of beer. I didn't see him drink it, but because uh, he set it to the side, but um. You know, like I'm taking care of kids through right. it while it's on. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting snacks, I'm cleaning up messes, I'm washing dishes. Like, so some parts of it, I kind of loosely hear in the background, but I saw lots of big chunks of it. Um, I didn't see him smoking the cigar, but he probably did. The rest of it was pretty faithful. Well, you know what? It's 2022. Pinocchio smokes meth now, my dude. Not a big old cigar. Oh, yeah. He pulled out a vape. He just pulled out a fucking light bulb and hit it up. Hmm. Pinocchio smoking out of a light bulb. That might be. He said, "There's no strings on me. No, 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 no strings on me." <laughs> He's got like scabs all over his wooden skin and shit. Uh, I'm gonna make it. Man, note. that shit is dark. Pinocchio <laughs> smoking <laughs> out of a light bulb. <laughs> I'm gonna make that as a, that's that's going down on the the notes app as a potential episode name. Um, I thought you were making edit notes. I thought you were like, edit out Pinocchio Matthews. Of all the things that, I mean, bro, some of the shit I've said on this show, and that's going to be the thing that pushes me to make an edit instead of just going straight to tape and onto the internet for everybody to enjoy. Mm -mm. So There is a certain amount of truth that, um, you know, when, when we say... When we let people in on those moments, like that's, I feel like that's quality entertainment. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> something that seems to be sort of heating up and I guess it makes sense. Cause I think it's going to start filming soon ish is the fucking bane of my existence show. One of the shows I want to see the most and that's, but the one that has brought me nothing but heartache and ridicule. And that's, uh, the acolyte. Um, because oh, yeah. remember back at Comic-Con, Amanda Stenberg was announced to be the lead. Um, mm-hmm. And then today, um, one of the actors from Squid Game, um, Lee Zhongzhai, I 
think that's how you say his name. I looked up pronunciations on YouTube. Peace and love if I fucked it up. Uh, I did give it a Mm -hmm. serious shot. We know I'm a fucking mumble mouth. I can't even correctly pronounce the name of the show. The Alkalite is what I said. And boy, howdy, did fucking Eric Struthers build his ivory tower from which to look down at me like that Skinner uh, uh, Simpsons meme and say, pathetic. The Acolyte, right? That even, his, even his, it's closer, but it still sounds like I'm an idiot. Is his tower built from the desk and chairs of a ninth year old, a ninth grade English teacher? No, his tower would be built out of a a, a, a flying V. Guitar. Like the Mighty Ducks? No, 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 no. Like, oh, like the guitar. Like the Gibson style guitar. Oh, man. That would be cool. <laughs> Like the mighty, du- like the mighty ducks. My man, where does where does where does Eric Strothers live? Oh, dude, you can't miss it. It's the uh, it's the tower down at the end of the street. Looks like a Gibson. Looks like a flying. Gibson. It looks like a Hard Rock Hotel. There's a there's a pile of poop on the front door <laughs> for some reason. I'm not quite sure. It's um, on fire. So it seems like um, casting for that show is starting to accelerate because there was also a rumor or a story going around that um jody turner smith is joining that show as well so it seems like things are heating up that show's probably about to film before too long if it starts this fall they start filming it this fall or winter that could be we could have that show towards the end of next year that'd be pretty cool mm-hmm. um I'm excited about that one, man. I'm excited about that one in the same way I'm excited about Rings of Power. I love a goddamn prequel set uh, a decent ways away from the established story we already had. Why do I like Tales of the Jedi so much? Because of that. Why do I like Knights of the Old Republic? Like, I want to know the backstory and the lore. Give me the Star Wars Cimmerillion. I'll read it. That's right. That's right. Um... Let's see. Uh, I had another one. There was another. Oh, okay. So you know how like for damn near five years now, we've been sitting here with fucking thumbs up our butts talking about how, oh man, I hope Ryan Johnson gets to do his his new Star Wars movies, right? And um, you know how in the back of your head and mine and, and, and pretty much anybody else is like, yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. cause it, it, I really do want to see it. Right. Yeah. Well, Ryan Johnson, um, did an interview with empire magazine. Um, and I like, look, if, if me saying the name Ryan Johnson gets you, gets you all hopped up and upset, like, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's been five years. Will and I both like the movie. I don't, I'm not going to argue with anybody about it anymore. All right. It is what it is. If you don't like it, that's fine. You're But if you want to listen to blue harvest, you're going to occasionally hear me talk about how I like that movie. And I like Ryan Johnson. Okay. We're cool. And I can't wait for his trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, like one of the quotes was he was saying he's even prouder of the last Jedi now than when he first made it. Um, and then of course this whole idea of his future trilogy, his, his announced movies came up and this was his quote. He said, I've stayed close to Kathleen Kennedy and we get together often and talk about it. 
he tells Empire of his long-awaited Star Wars series. It's just at this point a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if I were finished, if I couldn't get back into that sandbox at some point. For now, he's hard at work cooking up two Knives Out sequels for Netflix, the first of which, Glass Onion, is arriving this December. Um, by the way, the Glass Onion trailer came out today, and it looks awesome, too. I like I liked Knives Out as well. Sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry. You know what? I'm not uh, sorry. Last Jedi is a good I mean, movie. Sorry. Not sorry. Is. Not sorry. Looper's a good movie, too. Um, Looper is a good movie. <clears throat> um, so, look. If it happens, it happens, right? Once again, I'm going in with this, how I, I've had to, had to steer my brain in 2022 into going just about anything, low expectations. It's probably not going to happen. But if it does, if the Ryan Johnson movies do happen, boy, howdy, will I be surprised and excited. And it's nice to hear. I'll be down like, for it. I'll be there. This is the thing. This is the thing I've always said that it, it feels different about this that gives me that glimmer of hope is like okay so um the lego movie guys they start doing solo things go south they're out the door colin trevorrow gets hired to do episode nine things go south he's out the door they always say when they're not working with someone anymore right same thing for the game of thrones guys the game yeah. of thrones guys whatever happened there they're out the door right so the fact that anytime it does get brought up they give the same answer which is we're just waiting for the right time. So hopefully it does happen. I'll tell you this. If you think the fucking dickheads online are being shitty about rings of power right now, woof, you better, you and your two best friends better fucking start learning how to play in a band that has a, a jug, a washer board and a fiddle. Cause the fucking civil war is probably coming. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> cause oh those goodness. dickheads are going to flip out. If Ryan Johnson really does start doing it, it's it's going to be dickhead pandemonium. There will be dickheads I mean, tripping over themselves like they're trying to get a $20 toaster on fucking Black Friday to fucking shit on this movie and be dicks about it on the internet. So I mean, I'm sure they'll yourselves. be crying, screaming into the screen. But like, if you don't like Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movies, don't go watch them. You know, you don't have to watch any of the stuff that you that claim to hate you know this is you can enjoy the rest of it one of the the prospects like uh, the thing that m seems most fascinating to me about his movies is the the idea of him getting to do his something from scratch right where he is not picking up right. the story not using established cares care characters what does he do if that dude just gets to sort of run wild in the star wars universe i like that idea i want to see what it is the other thing that I'm fascinated to see is how it does at the box office. If his movie comes out and does really well at the box office, that shows you something. That shows you something. If it comes out and it does solo numbers or less, yeesh. <laughs> Woo! Sheesh! <laughs> I don't think it would, but it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see, my dude. It will be. <laughs> it's going to be. And Taika Waititi's is still the next on slate, right? I guess, man. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Because I, I don't think Amy Hennig's 
squadron thing's going to make Amy, it out before that. Amy Hennig's the lady who works in video games. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yes. I mix the two up all the time. Amy Hennig was working on a very cool-looking Star Wars game. Um, and now she's, interestingly enough, working on an Avengers game. Or a yeah, game. a World War II era Captain America and Black Panther game. What? <clears throat> yeah, her project is again. I guess that's part of the stuff that leaked today or whatever. Stuff leaked her, today. I don't know if that's leaked or if it. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I read that today. Oh man, where did you read this? Amy, Amy Hennig's Marvel game is going to be a World War II era Captain America and Black Panther game. So it would be not T'Challa, but oh T'Chaka. Holy shit. In that, in that his name Uncharted is creators Amy Hennig's upcoming Marvel game will reportedly feature both Captain America and Black Panther and be set during the World War. Yeah. Huh. Second World War. Be a, a World War II set adventure featuring Captain America and Black Panther. The duo will face off against the forces of Hydra. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. I think that sounds tight. I think it sounds real cool. I wonder if that turns out to be true, though. I wonder. Because it definitely, it's it's a rumor, right? It doesn't seem to be officially confirmed or anything. From what I just read shortly, clearly I didn't hear anything about this today. You know what I've been doing today, buddy? sleeping and doing a little work and playing the last of us part one remake that has been my thursday (laughs) Mm. um dude let's see what were we talking about oh oh ryan johnson i don't know that i had anything else to say so i don't even know why i circled back around i just did like a uh eight point turn to get out of this parking lot yeah, right. Hmm. I sure hope John Boyega eventually wants to come back for more Star Wars movies. Yeah, so I saw that too. And like Yeah, he said that he's not interested and and like he's got some like my dude John Boyega. Serious. Yeah, he's got some like heavy hitter type stuff. My dude is swinging for the fences trying to get his ass a, an Oscar nomination or something, right. which like right. I think it is absolutely possible for that dude. He's a really good actor. Absolutely. But he's clearly, like, his career post-Star Wars has been like, let's do the real serious shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now that I've done Star Wars, mm-hmm. let me do the Academy mm-hmm. Award winners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, like, I I also hope that he changes his mind. I think it seems pretty And clear. I know he's got some issues. Like, he has some, some issues some... with how... Stuff went down. Yeah, and and, and I uh, I completely support him with those uh, issues that he has. Like I understand. Absolutely. It. Like it's not like I'm not being like, uh, stop complaining. You got to be no, Star no, no, Wars. No. <laughs> um, no, 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 I totally understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And I that's why I'm saying like I hope Lucasfilm or Disney or whatever kind of comes around with their hat in their hand and being like, look, well, we were fucked up. So this is the thing. We could have handled things better. Come do another Star Wars movie. He's also spoken positively more recently about that side of things where he said that he was happy to see and hear how Lucasfilm and Disney supported Moses Ingram when she was in Obi-Wan and caught the same shit that 
some of the actors from Lord of the Rings are catching. And this fucking, you know what I mean? The dregs of the internet coming after these people. Um, he's in, and he apparently has also had conversations with Kathleen Kennedy where they sort of spoke things out and stuff. So, you know, I can, I still would totally recognize him harboring, harboring some resentment to the whole process because of all that. Right. I mean, that would only be natural, I think, but I hope one day, because I'll be honest because with the you. The character of Finn had the most potential to me. I knew where Ray's character arc was going to end. I knew where Kylo's character arc was going to end. You did not know where Finn's character arc was going to go or where it was going to end. And it just kind of fizzled out in that last movie. You know what I mean? Like it just. So what I was going to say is I'm sticking behind my thoughts that it's a matter of when, not if we get in episode 10, whether it's called episode 10 or something else. But I do think at some point, at some point down the line, they're going to be like, we should get the, we should get the gang back together. Ray, Poe, Finn, Jana, Rose, bring them, you know, bring them all back for the stories that take place post episode nine. I don't know that it's going to be anytime soon. I mean, I don't even know that we're getting any Star Wars movie anytime soon at this point. It's up in the air, it seems. But I do think I know that's, that's an eventuality, right? And I hope when yeah. that time comes, he has a more positive feeling towards his experience with Star Wars and is able to come back and, and enjoy yeah. the process. That's what I hope. I I hear this this um <clears throat> this idea bandied about that like Tom Cruise saved the movies, right? Tom Cruise saved the movies this summer or whatever. But like I'm pretty sure that all of the studios are still kind of be waiting and seeing how things are going before they sink a whole bunch of money into movies that are supposed to come out in the theater. I think that they're scared. I think that these CEO boardrooms are trying to hedge bets and see whether the future of media is streaming or whether the big screen still has a place in, uh, you know, society's <clears throat> entertainment. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, know, I, I think there's a lot of that question in the air. Like, I know it, it will never leave completely, but... I don't know, buddy. I think they are... I think they're trying to scratch and claw their way back. And and it's working. You're seeing it slowly. Like you're definitely seeing That's what I'm saying. But I think they're I think doing it slowly. But I don't I don't think that has anything to do with Star Wars. I think I think Star Wars itself, if I had to guess, is there's some trepidation and some worry about this first movie back. This first movie yeah. back has a lot riding on it. If the first right. Star Wars movie back underperforms, then that potentially could affect the fate of further Star Wars movies, right? So right, let's, right. let's say, right, let's say that The Force Awakens came out instead of doing, you know, two billion plus or whatever it did, it did solo money. Episode eight and nine might have been straight to Disney Plus joints. Like you, you see what I'm saying. So this first one has a lot riding on it, and I think they're hoping and praying that they can just get something incredible, whether that be yeah. Taika's movie or whatever. Like they're hoping 
They get something and my awesome. Whole, my whole angle behind that statement about them waiting and seeing was kind of like what you were talking about, the episode 10, before they try to tell another saga. Like, I think... I think, like, obviously, Taika Waititi's movie and then some other standalone movie, like, they are going to want to keep Star Wars, you know, out there in circulation. But I feel like if I were sitting in that boardroom, I would be like, you know, you should wait. You should wait for the big trilogy until the life comes back into the Star Wars movies. And that's called maximizing profit. Like, you don't want to release a brand new Star Wars trilogy when, you know, I really want them to the movie theater is trying to get back on its feet. I really want them to release the first one. Uh, like I I want episode 10 in 2027 for the 50th anniversary of Star Wars, right? That'd I doubt cool. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's enough I don't time. Think so either. At this point, I don't think so either. you know, if if we were in a world where we had already seen our first post episode 9 movie, um or if it was even releasing this year, which I think was, yeah, was one of the original release dates, I think, was 2022 for the first. Because, yeah, this December, it'll be three years already since the Star Wars movie in theaters. Um, so if we were living in a world where there had been a Star Wars movie or two before 2027, maybe. But at this point, like, I think... That's not enough time for them to try another direction for Star Wars movies and then be like, okay, now we should do episode 10. So I don't know. Plus, 2027, that's only five more years. I can probably make it. I just say, <laughs> I could probably make it to then. If we're talking I, like episode 10, there's going to be a gap like in between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force, Force Awakens. I ain't hedging my bets and saying, I'm going to get to see that, my dude. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I I don't know if five years is long enough. Yeah. I oh. hope it is. I hope we have another saga, you know. Oh, I mean the equivalent I, I, of episode I, ten. I, I guarantee you that we have a new Star Wars movie before twenty twenty seven. I just don't think it'll be like episode ten. It'll be something else, which I'm also excited for. Yeah, I right. Want like all. I'll totally take it. I want it all. Like I want stories set all over the place but eventually i do want an episode 10 fucking bring the sith back i don't give a fuck come up with some corny ass excuse it's a sith that was frozen in a fucking iceberg like the enemy in highlander 3 all right and like oh yeah. no he gets thawed out and now there's sith again i don't care i don't care get yeah, me in the, the boardroom just make it happen i want to see fucking spaceships and red and green lightsabers red lightsabers sith jedi ray Finn, Poe, the whole whole get fucking gang. Anybody they can get back, bring them back. Ghost Mark Hamill. We've only got uh, we've got a numbered amount of days to have Force Ghost Mark Hamill. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't know, dude. The technology is so advanced now. You you might have infinite. No, I mean old Mark Hamill. Now. No, I mean specific. I know you mean the played. legit stuff. I don't mean you know some MIT nerd fucking. Uh, conjuring a digital creation you know what i mean a homunculus a digital yeah. luke homunculus let's listen to voicemails there will be personal ais built in the future and you can choose whether it'll look like mark hamill or whoever yeah let's listen to some voicemails this i'm starting to get into the star wars black mirror episode <laughs> <laughs> 
empty cockhead The only Jedi master who can crush box Kitty Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a real serene stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Kitty Cockhead So stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, cockhead, cockhead. Cockhead, 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 Sheesh. Man, we got some talented friends. Yeah, we do, don't we? We sure as hell do. All right. So we got a voicemail. I think I, I, I fucked up. All right. And I think I missed one of Jacob's voicemails and he was real cool about it. Okay. He he was like, Hey, um, I think you kind of missed this, so I'm reattaching I'm it. I'm glad that I'm glad yeah. that he reset. Thanks, buddy. Because if we do miss one. My dudes, what is up? I'm just taking a break from uh being out in the woods searching for that elusive interdimensional being known as Sasquatch. Do you think he's being serious? Do you think he was really squatching? I hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, he's probably, dude, as the British would say, taking the piss. Mm, but, uh... Mm, I don't well. know. Listen. Listen, though. How fucking cool would it be if a Blue Harvest listener was someone, the person who finally fucking confirmed the existence of the Sasquatch, the skunk ape? Mm-hmm. Bigfoot? That would be amazing. Shit. I wonder if he would give us the exclusive interview. Jacob, my dude, you got to give us the exclusive interview if you ever get verifiable proof that uh, the Sasquatch exists. And hey, I ain't talking about a random fiber that you send to a lab and they're like, yeah, we don't know what this is. It ain't a dog. It ain't a deer. You know what I mean? I mean, you get audio you, of some grunts in the uh, woods. Audio, audio, audio. You get some audio, some video. You capture one, however it may be. If you are the dude who's, who who successfully confirms the Sasquatch, please give us first interview, right? Do you know how big we would be? They would be playing clips of us on CNN and shit, talking, talking about a, a Star Wars podcast got the interview? Here we go. And I thought I'd uh, shoot you a quick little voicemail. And uh, so lately, I've been listening to a lot of the band Rainbow. And not only do you have the wonderful vocals of Ronnie James Dio. I'm a man on the silver mountain. You also have the very extremely underrated guitar player, Richie Blackmore, who, you know, was also in a band called Deep Purple. And on I just got to say, I love this voicemail already. 
I love yeah, Rainbow. Yeah, better and better. I think I might like I like I think I might like Rainbow better than Dio solo. It's a tough call. Rainbow in the Dark is pretty fucking badass. On a side note, if you've never heard the song "Child in Time" by Deep Purple, whoo wee! That stuff will teleport you to the moon. But uh, you're probably wondering, what does Rainbow have to do with Star Wars, and why the hell am I sending this? Well, you know, listening to Dio sing about wizards, demons, dope-ass fantasy shit, got the old mind grapes a-churnin', and here's my pitch to you guys. Oh, I'm ready. So there's a whole slew of fantasy things coming out soon. I'm telling you. How could this fucking be timed any better? We spent like 10, right? 15 minutes talking about Lord of the Rings. I missed his voicemail, but it was cosmic circumstance that came in play. The spirit of the Bigfoot, and he he possessed me. He said, yeah. miss that voicemail for a couple weeks. I don't know. Here we go. It's not playing anymore. Jacob, what's going on, bud? Jacob, talk to me, bro. Tell me about the Bigfoot again. Jacob, don't go towards the light. Tell me about the Bigfoot again. Got the old mind grapes a-churning. There we go. And here's my pitch to you guys. So there's a whole slew of fantasy things coming out soon. Not only do you have Willow, but you also have the Lord of the Rings TV show. And so here's my idea for Star Wars to capitalize on a fantasy idea. So picture this, okay. a rock and roll, heavy metal, animated fantasy movie about the witches of Dathomir. Just think how amazing sick. that would yeah, be. Sick. Sick. Give it to you me. You could do it kind of in the style of the old Ralph Bakshi animated movies, like, you know, the animated Lord of the Rings or his movie Wizards. And, uh, you know, or just like the 80s movie Heavy Metal, but obviously a lot less TNA. So, you know, you'd have skulls, you'd have sorcery, you can have some Dathomir dudes all muscled out, you know, sweat gleaming, horns a-gleaming, you know, every time one of the uh, witches is conjuring up some dark side Mm -hmm. magic, you can just have a track of Dio going, look out, you know, something like that. Get the movie really out there. Have some psychedelic moments. Super metal. Just have all different, you know, music intercut throughout. And, uh, you know, hell, release it on VHS. I don't care. With some dope <laughs> cover art. Make it look Laser like an old disc. fantasy novel from the 70s or, a, you know, vinyl cover. And uh, next thing you know, you're sitting in your basement watching a vhs on like a beautiful 32 inch tube tv and uh you know you little stony baloney next thing you know man Don't you're mind just like levitating Whoo, watching this shit it's so freaking tight and uh by the end of the movie you have a giant epic battle and uh what music cuts in Creeping Death by Metallica. Little Creeping Death The best Metallica song. And, you know, you have this big, epic, you know, just 
witches of Dathmere slaying fools. You have, you know, just muscles going on, just friggin' epicness. And next thing you know, you're like, man, is that a lightsaber in my pocket? Whew, I'm fully kybered up, bros. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you think of my pitch? I'll let you uh, traverse the mindscape of my weirdness. All right, check you guys later. I like this, dude. I like this, Take dude. my money. Take my money, exactly. I like the pitch. I like Jacob. And, and you know I like what? The premise. I can see why he brought that back to your attention. That was a, that was a good voicemail. Yeah, thank you, Jacob. And, but once again, I feel like the timing couldn't have been more perfect. It was serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. In other words like that, that, you know, I can't pronounce less uh, Eric Struthers start breathing down my back again. Um, you know I've always been that dude who said like and clearly my main musical interest does not lie in the realm of like orchestral music you know what I mean I love some John Williams but I'm not this dude who's like bro did you hear that new James Horner joint no so I've always been this dude who's kind of been like eh I don't know that I want to hear modern music in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But Jacob's idea you. might have turned me around a little bit. I don't know. I um I wasn't sure in the in the new in the new Batman movie. Isn't there like a Nirvana, a clip from a Nirvana song? There uh, yeah, quite extended. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but on the second watch I was like, I'm okay with this. I don't know that I'm just any other band song. I'm okay. Like the specific song and the way they draw it out is, you know, it's okay for the movie. Pretty good for the movie. But like you said, Star Wars, I don't need. And like Star Trek, it was okay. It was fine when they put the Beastie Boys in that Star Trek movie. Like that was fine as Star Trek. Like, but this is Star Wars. Like, I don't know, man. but but Ronnie James Dio, the Ronnie James Dio, Spiritu Sancti. You know what? Nomine Patris Spiritu Sancti. Peace and love, Ronnie. You know what I mean? The creator of the devil horns? No, man. I'd be pretty sick. Regardless, I like the idea, right? We yeah. could we yeah. could discuss the mu- the oh, soundtrack dude. later, but the the core pitch and idea. You know what? If this is a standalone project, Witches of Dathomir, like the whole, the whole movie is dark, takes place on Dathomir. Uh, there's not really any space travel, and I would have it animated like The Secret of Nim, um, oh, not necessarily Rankin Bass. Let um, me tell you something. Let me. I don't know. This just came to mind. So, do you know who Phil Tippett is? Uh, I don't. I don't. The master of stop motion animation. He's the guy who. Oh, okay. He worked on you know the original Star Wars trilogy, right? He's okay. So like, mm-hmm. you know the uh, hollow chess table in A New Hope. That's Phil Tippett. Eight Adats. Yeah. Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett is a, is the motherfucker, right? Like Tauntaun running through the snow. Phil Tippett, my dude. I'm just gonna play this one clip for you, Will. I know this is a bit of a, um a detour but you'll see okay so he there's this right there's this vice uh video on youtube that's like 22 minutes long i recommend anybody that hasn't seen it to go watch it right um about phil tippett and this is how it kicks off let me see if i can it's gonna play an ad i know it's gonna play an ad 
It's not gonna play. Okay, can you oh, hear it? Of course. Yeah. I took LSD when I was working on Return of the Jedi. And it was fine. It was like very calming. And so I decided to go back to work. And I walked into like the, the blue screen stage and it was just like, ah, uh, I, I took like way too much. <laughs> I'm Phil Tippett. I live in Berkeley, California. And I started off as a stop motion animator and uh, I got bumped upstairs to uh, be a visual effects supervisor and director. And I got my start on the original Star Wars uh, doing. Okay, that's the, like that should if that doesn't draw you in and make you want to go watch this video, it's called My Absolutely. Life, My Life and Monsters Meet the Animator Behind Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Phil Tippett, personal Star Wars hero of mine. I think he's awesome. He's had this long gestating project called Mad God, right? That's all mm -hmm. stop motion that he's been working on for no shit like 30 years off and on, right? Oh my goodness, yeah. And I was I didn't I was not aware that it finally came out last year and it's only available on um that app Shutter. It's like a horror movie app. And so I signed oh, up okay. for it. And I watched it last week and bro, it is fucking weird. Let me is tell you really? this. Yeah, I'm going to show you the a, a little bit of a trailer. You really well, can't get now it's going to play an ad. Now it's going to play an ad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Wendy's commercial. YouTube. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> and it's going to make me want... It's, it's not even going to let me skip the ad. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want a horror movie? Okay, here we go. Can you see it? Yeah, I can. And this is all stop motion animation? All stop motion, bro. We don't have to watch the whole trailer. I just wanted to give you a little taste of it. Buddy, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's like an hour and a half tool video. Hour and a half long tool video without the music. And there's not a single Bro. bit of dialogue. It is, And it is fucked up. It is weird. You can handle that shit on strong acid. No, sir. No, sir. I couldn't even handle it on a on a light dose of stony baloney. Let's... Uh, oh, dude. Let's get to the next email. This comes from our buddy Jess. Yo, I've been noticing the right audio channel on 8-Beat Kia D has, an, a bit, has been a bit low. I listen on Spotify. So I mixed down this mono version that should play well. Gotta hear King Tom shout. Oh, so he gave, he gave us a remixed version of the lo-fi Kia D. We gotta hear it. Remix.
I just I, I so I did notice a couple of uh, sound drops in that that I didn't hear in the other version. One of which is an old ass bit from this uh, show. The uh, he looked hard and he absolutely which was. Absolutely was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. He also has an email. Uh, I know Lego Star Wars can seem like obligatory content, but in light of the recent summer Halloween holiday specials we've been getting with sequel characters. Have you guys ever watched through the Lego Freemaker Adventures? It's honestly pretty great. It's two seasons, super fun, and in a making of, they said while it's not canon, the writers still consulted with the story group to make sure it's canon adjacent when they interact with Luke, Leia, Lando, etc. It's 100% the show I wish I had when I was seven. <clears throat> so, I think I've seen like maybe one or two episodes of that the Lego Freemaker adventures, I need mm -hmm. to go back and, and watch. That's definitely a blind spot for me as far as like recently released. Um, Star Wars stuff, more recently. Sounds cool. Yeah, I remember, Sounds I remember cool. there, I think it has something to do with like a special Kyber crystal or something. Might've been sort of the plot of it at the beginning. I can't remember. I definitely need to watch it. I mean, why not? Why haven't I watched it? I don't know, but I need to. Let's hear from Jim. Good evening, Hawes and Will. How the hell are you? I hope you're doing well. I had a quick question. If you were to get dusted in a Star Wars movie, how would you want to go? I, uh... I I feel like I, I know I want to fall off of something really high. Like you gotta oh I don't know if I wanna get like taken out with a lightsaber and then fall off an edge or I I guess lightsaber, yeah. And then a real long fall. But uh how about you guys? What do you guys want? All right, ignite the green. I know my answer one hundred percent already. And I just it just popped in my head. You ready for this, Will? This will give you a little yeah. time to think of yours. All right, here's the backstory about how I die in Star Wars. Um, Darth Vader and Boba Fett are on a mission together for some for some fucking reason. This is pre-episode four, right? Um, and in that mission, they come across me. I get in a tussle with Darth Vader and Boba Fett, and Boba Fett disintegrates me, right? Ooh. And then so in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader's all up in Boba Fett's grill talking about and no disintegrations and Boba Fett's like and as you wish. That's me. That's me he's talking about because Darth Vader saw me get disintegrated by Boba Fett. It would be a goddamn honor to be disintegrated by Boba Fett. Disintegrate me, daddy. Mm, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, all right, all no, right, no. <laughs> all right, buddy. What do you got? How do you want to die? So, is it how do you want to die, or is it specifically disintegration? No, just it, it, it's just how do you want to get taken out in the Star Wars universe? 
I mean, just generally, I'll pick a. I mean, hopefully, the quickest, most painless way. You know, die old in my sleep next to one of the handmaidens from the prequel trilogy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this could be worse. Could be. Could be. Uh, you know, I give it to me fast. If I gotta go, like, mm, hit my starfighter with a missile. You know, like. Well, that's just, why I say disintegration's got to be. It, it's got to be fast. Like you're like, oh shit, and then it's just. Think, it's, but have you ever seen someone disintegrated in in science fiction where they get hit in the stomach and then you're just looking at horror of the rest of you melts up no, towards no, no. your head? No, it would be like in Mandalorian when he was shooting those Jawas and they just poofed. You know what I'm talking about? Evaporated. Yeah, you're just gone. There's no mess. True. There's no mess. You don't have a funeral. You have like a, a what do you call it? Like a memorial, where your homies just get together and listen to your Tool playset playlist and be like, "Damn, this song is right. long. <laughs> this is a real long song. I can't believe he's making me listen to this three times in a row. Still fucking with me from beyond the grave, old disintegrated halls." <clears throat> The worst Star Wars death I can imagine is being frozen in carbonite and, and just never being forgotten about. Yep. Yeah, for like thousands yep. of years, so that your life signs just kind of slowly decay on ice. That's pretty horrible. Or like if Anakin died in Revenge of the Sith, just sizzling like fucking bacon on the fucking shore of a volcano. Like that's mm-hmm. that ain't great either. That ain't great. If he actually fell into the lava, you know, like. I kind of think that would be really quick, but like you think so? slowly sizzling know. like a bratwurst, like when you hot dog, when, and you know, we've talked about it many times, buddy was face down on them hot coals. That dick burst like a fucking hot dog in a microwave. Mm. His weenie split at the seams. Let's hear from King Tom. He's oh, good. I, no. I know. I know we normally kick it off with King Tom, but I started with Jacob because I didn't want to forget his episode, his 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 voicemail again. So what I'm hoping here is that King Tom can pull us out of this nosedive and bring some say, fucking. I need a class to the joint. You know what I mean? No more. Yeah. Vader's roasted wiener. This is talking about put on a smoke uh, like a, a smoking robe, light a fire, kick your feet up, have a cat mm. in your lap, enjoying a nice drink. Little Hennessy and Hawaiian punch. I don't know. Whatever you want. <laughs> Hennessy and Hawaiian punch. Oh, man. Is this freshman year in the dorm? What the hell? Here's King Tom. Hey there, Haas and Will. I hope both of you are having a fantastic Disney Plus day. Nope. I haven't exactly been in touch with the news today, so I'm not sure that we got anything. But to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting much. In terms of Star Wars stuff, at least. But I have been thinking about Disney Plus and, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, we, I, I guess we would like even more shows, but I'm very happy with, you know, the, the three shows we've gotten so far and, and where they're taking things. And I've been thinking specifically about the show that started all this off, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're, we're getting season three in a few months. Looking forward to that. Where do you guys think you know obviously din and grogu are something's going on with mandalore and we're gonna get live action mandalorians even more than you know the 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 shootout in season one um we're getting some things we've all, all always wanted to see but i guess how much more life you know beyond this next season do you think the mando as a show 
has in it. We're not, you know, TV is not, especially streaming TV is not what TV used to be where they just come out with a show and ride it until it doesn't have the numbers. I think Disney is doing it right. They're very deliberate in saying, okay, this is the story we want to tell and this is how many seasons it will take to do it. Um, personally, I'd like to see maybe two or three more seasons um, and then maybe maybe take a break, put Din in something else or, you know, bring the character him and Grogu back at some other point. You know, obviously something ha- had to have happened to them between now and The Force Awakens. Hopefully it wasn't something bad. Um, but I, I hope they're able to use it to tell a good story um, that has the future of the Star Wars franchise as a whole in mind. Um, and I, I'd like to even the benefit of that out and think they do. But I, I'm just more curious on, on what you think because we're thinking about Disney Plus today because it's Disney Plus Day everywhere in the world. Yep. Uh, and I just want to know what you, what you guys are feeling about not just this next season but the future of The Mandalorian after that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. I will talk to you guys later. Man. Um... Okay, I don't know why, but I have it in my head that The Mandalorian will be five seasons total. That's the number that's in Dude, my head, five seasons. Get out of my brain. I was. What do I want? The Mandalorian, seven seasons in a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, for real. What do I think is appropriate? Four or five seasons is probably good. So, I would like to see some setup in this season for some stuff to happen in the fourth season. And in the fifth season, like set up... Uh, for the Avenger level event, yes, which could be the Siege of Mandalore, and that brings in Ahsoka, Luke, all the other you know allied. Well, um, they would have to call it something other than the Siege of Mandalore because that's what they call or the that's, retaking of Mandalore. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah, the receding of Mandalore. Yeah, so I I kind of like this is one of those things where we line up and thought pretty pretty solid. I think this third season needs to start sowing some la- some early seeds of the end game. Now that's not what I don't mean like, you know, heavy stuff, but the seeds for the end game need to start being planted. We need to start working our way towards that like um and I think there needs to be some sort of fundamental shift in the show either in this season or at the end of this season leading into the next two seasons you got to flip it a little bit you got to up the stakes there needs to be some kind of change in the show to keep it fresh um and then i kind of think what will happen is we'll get whatever the quote-unquote last season of the mandalorian is and then it may be a little bit still before we get this big crossover event depending on you know what they do with um Ahsoka and maybe Book of Boba Fett if there's going to be any more of that. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one. One of the tie-ins. Maybe Skeleton Crew? I don't know if that's going to tie in or not. But regardless, and then like we get like a, a temporary break from Mando and Grogu. That way when they show up in whatever this big you know, culminating event is that they teased a couple years ago. Um, when they show up in that, it's like a big, big, not a surprise, but like a real big, Oh shit. There they are. Grogu and Mando on the scene. Um, and then the question is, is, is this, 
big event, right? That it's all leading to. Is that the end? Meaning like, not that everybody has to die or anything, but is that the end of the current story? Does that put a pin in the Mando verse and then they move on to whatever the next thing is in Star Wars TV? Because if it's, if it's successful, they're going to want to do it again. They're going to ha- want to have these interconnected shows and shit again. Um, and it's been fairly successful so far. Granted, we've only <clears throat> had two seasons of Mando and one of Book of Boba Fett. But um, I'm just sitting here babbling and I can't even remember what I was going to say. Either way, yeah, I kind of feel like five seasons, a couple seasons of Ahsoka, a couple of seasons of Book of Boba Fett, please. Like one more, two more, I don't know. And they could do a revival of the idea of Rangers of the New Republic, but in whatever new skin they have. What I'm kind of hoping is that that show instead of spinning off like from the mando like it was originally going to maybe that'll spin off from ahsoka because i think it would be way cooler to have hera and like the the x-wing pilot guy from mando and um some of those characters yeah maybe bill burr right um be in that show retool it call it something else there's already a little doo-doo feces stank on that name. Call it something else. But a similar the Rebels, The new class. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. The... Rebels. The next generation. Cool. That's some shit that X-Men always tries to do. <laughs> the, the new mutants. Rebels. Generation X. Wing. (laughs) Generation X wing. New Mutants fucks though, man. That that New Mutants is fucking rad. Not that movie New Mutants. I mean the comics New Mutants. New Mutants was fucking I didn't mean that. Did you think there's an X Men uh, animated series called X Men the New the New Class or the New Mutants or something? But uh, I thought you meant that movie, the New Mutants. No, because I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's not. I know it caught some shit, but I figured you maybe it was good. It was borderline no. horror movie. New Mutants, the the comic series is good. I mean, that's where they introduced the whole fucking Deadpool and Cable and shit. Did you watch that show on FX? Was it Legion? I did. It was pretty good. Was that good? It was pretty okay. good. It was pretty good. Pretty fucking weird. If they had if they had an ounce of balls, they would have had that story lead into Age of Apocalypse. Because you know Legion, mm. Professor X's son, goes back in time and kills Professor X, which causes the Age of Apocalypse. Um, oh my goodness! Storyline that would be crazy. It was fucking the Age sick. of Apocalypse storyline yeah. like that it's is hardcore. Of, it's one of my favorites. It is one of my. You want to talk about a dude that was real excited? and was scraping pennies together as a kid to buy every Age of Apocalypse crossover book. Nate Summers, the X-Man, hook it up. Give me every issue. Give me every issue. Love the X-Man. My cousin William used to have them. He used to collect them. I think he had like a mail order thing like he, where he would get the issues mm-hmm. in the mail every mm-hmm. month or something mm-hmm. like that. 
I was always jealous. I never had the time just to sit on his bed and read through all his comics. Oh. But, you know, you'd flip through one every now and then. But I was like, man, if I had this comic collection, I would read through these books I'm gonna all get the you, damn time. I'm going to get you a hardcover of Age of Apocalypse because that's a good one, man. Oh, dude, I bet uh, that's good. And fucking Sunfire, one of my favorite uh, 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 lesser-known mutants, has a sick costume in Age of Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Oh. This ain't the Age of Apocalypse podcast. We should we should do that sometimes. Just have King Tom on. King Tom mm. would be like, "Halls, you have an interesting taste in X Men storylines." Well, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I love a chromium cover. That should tell you enough." I mean, I, I only on have it. passing. You know, I have passing familiarity with the x-men you know I, a handful of comics and the saturday morning cartoon show and then all the movies except for i haven't seen age of apocalypse or dark phoenix but um don't don't bother i've seen the rest and uh you know from what i know like you can with the x-men you can um you can fuck around on geonosis huh? you not geonosis the fucking what's the savage island what's that called the savage land the Savage Land, Genova. You know, some shit. Is that what? No, Genova. No, Genova. That's is, the rate. That's the nation. Like some Gen sort of mutant nation. No, isn't Genova <laughs> fucking Sephiroth's mom in Final Fantasy VII? Oh, you're right. You're right. About this. Um, shit. What's that place I thought, called? I thought. I thought uh, Magneto had some sort of nation, mutant nation, he was building at some point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely done that. <laughs> Geneva. No. Geneva. Mm. No. Genosha. 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 There you go. We were close. I'm glad King we Tom, arrived there eventually. King Tom we just unfriended me. He just had a brain in your Yeah, he just he, he felt it like, in the force. He was like, um, I think I hate these guys now. <laughs> King Tom was just, in the force. King Tom was just laying in his hammock with his earbuds in, listening to a little Weezer, reading a Star Wars book at fucking 50 words a second or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Reading like... Yeah. um. Um, Johnny Five in Short Circuit. You, you remember yep. that scene where he's go, tearing through the books real quick and he just got yep. a chill on the back of his neck and he just thought, I hate Halls and Will. The fuck is wrong with them? And he's like, that's weird. Why do I feel like that all this <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I don't hate those guys. And then he's going to hear this episode and he's going to go, like, oh, oh, I do. <laughs> I do hoo -hoo hate them. I'll tell you this. Well, I was just saying that because they're burning through X-Men storylines, right? You can do the Dark Phoenix. You can introduce the Phalanx. You could introduce the Brood. Like, they're you not, can do they're, Age of you know, Apocalypse. To me... You could go back in time. They had to go back in time, you know. To me, X-Men has uh, an embarrassment of riches as far as cool storylines they could do for movies oh. and stuff. Okay, well, that's cool. Because I still don't think they use the Sentinels to their full potential. Mm -mm. Like the one where they were in the future and the Sentinels were damn near unstoppable. That was cool. But there's some middle and ground in there where there's some give and take. The Sentinels don't have to be all powerful. They can be threatening without being... I mean, they were cool in the one that went back in time, too. The one with there's Bolivar a, Trask. There's a, uh, there was an X-Men event called The Fall of the Mutants back in the late 80s. It, yeah. It's not something you could do... Like you couldn't come out of the gate and do that as like the first X Men movie, in um, uh, you know, like the MCU or something. But that would be really cool. Fatal Attractions is my personal favorite X Men storyline of all time. Um, Age of Apocalypse, 
extinction agenda fucking executioner song there's a lot of cool storylines that they haven't yet adapted um because kind of seems like they just keep wanting to go back to the dark phoenix which is cool and understandable because it's a really good story but i also feel like that's a storyline that you need more than one movie to do and they always try to cram it into one movie so that's what i feel about that you want to call it a night will Yeah, I was going to say say this. Uh, Speaking of King Tom, one of my favorite things to do is talk to King Tom about the X-Men because my dude knows a lot about the X-Men. Anytime anytime I can have a little chat with King Tom about the X-Men is a good time, man. I mean, it's like talking to you about Star Wars and, you know, obviously King Tom about X-Men, but it's always fun when you find the savant. You know, you find the dude that knows, you know, so much about everything. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Goose, it's God of War or Grilling or, you know. With Steve, it's from games and music. From games. And yes. Fucking Game of Thrones and lots of stuff. Lots of stuff with Steve. With me, it's, it's, it's fucking Star Wars and obscure Japanese RPGs or something. I don't know. Shouldn't nobody want to. Jeff, Jeff seems to know everything about everything. Jeff Ling? He's so plugged in. Yeah. That, that he, dude. Uh, that dude is like a walking computer. Pulse. Yeah, right. Like that dude knows a lot. That's a big brain boy right there. Mm-hmm. A big brain boy. All right, we're gonna call it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Dude, you know I love recording. I'm glad we made it this week. Yeah, me too. It was man. fun. It was close. Really it glad. was a close call. I'm telling you guys, when I say both Will and I are extremely beat up this week. That is not an understatement. So we appreciate you guys letting us take a week off. and uh, Thank you for your patience. Glad to be back. Excuse our productivity, our mess. Yeah. You know what? I think we we do a pretty good job. You know what I mean? Do we hit every single week? No. We don't take a lot of breaks. Why am I justifying it? Do we bring it it hard when we we, we are on the mic? If I got to. I try. I try my damnedest. I don't just sit here and go... I don't know, man. I'm going to no. talk to Will about fucking X-Men for 15 minutes at the end. That just happens. We just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Iceman, mm-hmm. one of the best X-Men. He's my favorite. Did you guys know that? Now you do. You probably did because I talk about the same shit all the time. Listen, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, we really appreciate it. helps other people find us. If you like our theme song, please check out the band that was kind enough to provide their music. That's Stoned Cobra. They're on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Speaking of Stoned Cobra, you know who fucking rips the lead guitar in in Stoned Cobra? Our buddy Steve. Guess what I do with our buddy Steve? A video game podcast called High Potion. You should check it out. We're going to have Will on there soon. We have plans to have Mm -hmm. Will on there soon. It's going to be one big fucking uh, podcast and happy family with me getting spit roasted in the middle. So that's it. Mm. I hope you guys had a fun hour and a half. I'm Hals Burkhardt. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.